Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 302, and today we'll be talking about He's the Sheriff from Mau Mau Heroes of Pure Heart. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So this is, uh, this is your... Somebody joins the sheriff department, and he's maybe not the greatest at his job, but I just want to know, where's the caveman? Wait, what? (laughs) Please explain. If you get it, you get it. Mm, And if you don't get it, you have to explain. (laughs) Please. Just Google Scooby-Doo, where's the caveman? I'm certain it'll come up. And that he's my sheriff, and that we're frozen out here. What I want to know is, where's the caveman? That's what I think of every single time I see this episode title. I think of Shaggy saying that I'm glad that he's the sheriff. (laughs) Alright. So, yeah, I think that this episode, without really dealing with the actual content of the episode, all all I thought about was King Snugglemane's position in this society, how utterly ridiculous his position as king is, how he basically, he doesn't quite have real authority nor does he have any responsibilities he just exists as the receiving end of what kings (laughs) you know get and the only thing he's done in this entire show is hire a sheriff department he's the king because he never skips arm day and that line he says that he uh is strong because it helps him crush the opposition it just made me think is is king snugglemane the ruler Because in some horrible past, maybe one of his past, you know, lion ancestors just dominated the the land of the Sweetie Pies. It it just seems like there's a reason why a lion is is king and why its citizens are a bunch of weak little, well, I'm not going to call them sweet, but at least adorable creatures. Well, remember, his name is King Snugglemane, and I'll tell you what, King Charlemagne didn't get such large territory by skipping arm day. I think that there is something to that throwaway line. I think that, I don't know, we might see maybe the the, the past rulers uh, of this land. Maybe someday we'll be walking through the castle and see past horrifying lion leaders. Just a theory. Welcome to Lunar Sea Spire, deep lore only. <laughs> deep lore only. Well, let's be honest. What was this episode really about? It was about putting in a joke where... Pinky had to get slathered by hand with butter until he <laughs> farted. I mean, that's what Mau Mau is about. So despite my best efforts <laughs> to talk about something else, let's be real here. You, you come to Mau Mau because you want to see characters that are adorable put into grotesque and real consequential situations. You know, get it, get it all weirdly. Is it, is it, what is Pinky's enjoyment? It's perverse. Dear God, do I say sexual gratification? <laughs> because he, there, there's basically, I mean, the way he's like, hey, 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 rub me up. And he purposely puts himself <laughs> in that fence regularly. He winks. Uh, he winks. He winks at the king. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, fart. I think this is the first visual fart cloud we've seen on the show. You know, you've entered, um, you've entered a special territory of comedy when the fart clouds come out. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I, I do love what a trooper the king is though playing everything off as oh yeah that's fine that's fine and then later on he admits no this day was horrible <laughs> i don't know how you guys do this uh, so i mean he may be he may be a wimp 
but he was able to put on a brave face while they were trying to drive him out of the department. Well, that's the thing. He, that's the only thing he does as the king is he postures. He's great at posturing. And he was a preposterous posturer. And he has excellent manners. I, I am glad that he was able to show that he at least had two skills, not skills that he ever puts to use for his kingdom except in this one situation. But, you know, him knowing where all the tunnels were, or, well, not really him, his servant Quentin knew that was helpful. And then his gentlemanliness doesn't really win out against the villains, but specifically helped him against, you know, luckily they had Boss Hostridge on the team, who was also obsessed with manners and manners duels. Such a gentleman. I, <laughs> but you know what? The matchup was fine. I really liked their puddle obstacle or challenge that they both had because that was just such a specific reference to it wasn't modern ideas of manners or gentlemanliness. That's like a very specifically, I don't know, mid mid millennium thing. Like, I, I don't know. I just see a king in it's the even pre-Victorian 16th century. Actually. Yeah. So that was, that was funny. And the way that. Boss Hostrich, you know, enforced that they were going to give back the cycle, and <laughs> Snake really doesn't want to, and finally he just screams, Boy, I said quit! Best line. Best line. Oh, I love Boss Hostrich so much. Gonna pay you in exposure! That's from, a, that's from a later episode we'll get to at a later date. He's a horrifying villain. All of their goofy accents, and I brought up the accents before, and I finally figured out, I guess, he's the, the outlaw. Which is fantastic. And I like that how quickly his team turned on him, though. I guess he's not actually fired, but but they did get him on the ground and start just kicking him. And the, the rat was <laughs> just going, yeah, bada bing, bada boom. Which, I yeah, brilliant writing. Brilliant writing. Thank you. Thank you, Mama team. If Mama has a chance to do a cliche, they can't help themselves. <laughs> I'll, you know what? They're they're doing it right. There's so many bad stereotypes, but I love the Italian mobster thing. I mean, you know, who's who gets hurt by that, you know? They can have a crossover with those guys from Samurai Jack. Hey, Jack of the Blade, she yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Nothing nothing beats that gangster stereotype than that episode of Samurai Jack. That is so amazing. Yeah, see? I loved them so much. Do you have any idea how long it took me to stop doing that? Yeah. After I saw that episode, <laughs> far too long. That's those one of guys those were awesome. That effect of seeing seeing something funny on TV and then you realize that you can't escape wanting to mimic and repeat it is uh, embarrassing. But it just shows, you know, that's when that's really when the comedy comes in. That's when you know you've seen the best thing. It's like it's like talk like a pirate day. It just gets a hold of me. <laughs> so let's see what else was horrifying. Everyone got hit by a, a monster truck and. You know, this time it wasn't just, it was important that it wasn't just Mau Mau getting hit. The fact that actual Sweetie Pies yeah. got run over. I, I like how I got run over because of you. <laughs> it wasn't because we were having a road picnic. It's not because that's the thing we do. <laughs> that's true. You know, I, again, it's amazing how awful the Sweetie Pies are. It's it's very much a commitment, like, I, I see so many parallels in the humor with Invader Zim. Because the denizens of Invader Zim are just so grotesque and stupid and awful but but Mau Mau's is a little more twisted because the characters are very adorable designed in a, in a very chibi way and yet they are you know the, the the dude driving the monster truck was apparently 
a super criminal, <laughs> like, or at least he's been um, lost his license because of all the crimes he's committed, which he was singing to himself. You know, that's that's the <laughs> level of awfulness the sweetie pies are at. I mean, it's it's great. I love how the runs him over. Huh? I wonder what I ran over. Backs up, and then he just looks, sees that he ran over people, just keeps going. <laughs> well, no, he does back up though. Just keeps backing up. I want nothing to do with this. He d- he didn't kick it into drive and drive over him again. He's like, uh oh. <laughs> right. This t- they avoided the rule of thirds this time and actually just had him back up, which I found funnier because <laughs> he actually realized he messed up. Now, the, something that kind of confuses me about this episode, there is an episode later on in the series called Frightwig, where the king seems to be very embarrassed that he's bald. And yet, I think this is the first reference I can remember where he very openly states that he wears wigs. And then there's another episode, only a few episodes later, where somebody casually refers to him as the guy wearing the wig. And then later on, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm bald, don't tell anyone. Yeah, well, at least in this episode, they, I mean, he has hair underneath his wig. So it just feels like a gag. But it's funny that they play on that. He has a wig underneath his wig. Well, that's what it turns out to be. He he says he always carries a spare wig. Well, spare, I guess, could lead to the idea that there's a main wig. That's already reminding me of the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, this idea that kings are especially embarrassed by their baldness. Yes. Oh, it's not that bad. Bald! My eyes! Yeah, it- I mean, I that's I guess I guess that's just a classic joke to uh authority figures. You know, what's a big, you know, masculine not it's not even masculine, just this sign of I don't know, long glorious hair is just a thing. Virility. Yeah, virility. Now, you know what another gag that they did not see. You, you know, like we said he has he's wearing the two wigs and I'm just thinking of I'm pretty sure SpongeBob has done it, uh, revealing that he's wearing a second outfit under his. Stevens revealed that he's wearing a second shirt under his. And of course, <laughs> famous ensign with the Republic fleet, Trask Olgo, wearing a Republic uniform underneath his Republic uniform. That dedicated to the fleet he is. And just like that, King Snugglemane is so devoted to not letting anyone see his baldness that he wears a wig underneath his wig. Actually, that's a great point that it suggests that they're is an insecurity already in this episode, if you recognize that it's a wig. That's some that's some deep some deep stuff right there. Yeah, you know, deeply mentioned in the dialogue, but <laughs> I, again, it's an implication that we wouldn't understand until much later in the series. Yeah, well, yeah. season, I should say. They're playing chess. I know it. I know it. 4D chess, baby. How Mao's about, of course. Well, I, I can see them making fun references to stuff that'll be expanded upon later. I kind of like that about the show, actually. I, I it, it does feel like a show that is not going to be the exact way it is forever, and that it's going to evolve and change. I, I, I definitely felt myself thinking that this episode where the characters, you can't keep doing this joke. Like, the characters have to change in order for the comedy to evolve. Like, this is your moment where you get King Snugglemane being incompetently trying to join the crew except not quite incompetently and maybe it reflects bad on everybody everybody's always in the wrong in the show but then mostly it's just for the jokes but i you know this is this is it and then something else has to be different in order to set up the situation again now i know i know what you're waiting for in season three there has to be a scene where some villain is doing 
what Mau thought Babau was going to do to the Pure Heart Valley. This guy's actually doing it. You know, mau has been defeated, and then out comes Snugglemane in his shining bronze plate armor with a big mighty halberd, and he shows that villain why you do not skip arm deck. You know, ever. Here's the thing, though. So I was thinking about how children's shows represent royalty, and I, I, I think Mau Mau should fall on the side of ones that show that we should dismantle the oppressive governments. And King Snugglemane, I hope he doesn't transform into a better character. He is an oppressive government. Yeah, no, he's terrible, and I think at some point he should go down <laughs> instead of up. Like, you know, I'm all for character <laughs> growth, and I think that he can improve as a person, but having him just be a triumphant king at the end? No, no, bring that dude down. His government's bad, his... His police department is honestly terrible. What government? He has no government. I don't... You know, somehow, the Sweetie Pies are terrible, but... Well, I guess Mau Mau's the one keeping them in shape, actually, I guess. They get the king they deserve. Does Mau Mau become the king? But no, they need a democracy. But yeah. not really a democracy. You know, this is actually... The Sweetie Pies are a perfect example of the, the, the hoi polloi. The people are so stupid <laughs> that you need an oligarchy. Or something. I guess a republic would work. I don't know. I'm just waiting for Pinky to crown himself king. Pinky, I feel, would be a very dangerous political leader if their climate becomes anything like our climate, you know? He could very much take on certain attributes, mannerisms, and ways of saying where he just says (laughs) the worst possible thing imaginable and you think, well, that's not gonna help him get anywhere. And then it turns out all the sweetie pies just eat it up or at least, you know. Half of them do, and it, it's uh, enough to get him uh, to be in the position of king. It can be like voting of the doomed, where you realize the the only thing you need to succeed as a leader is to make big promises. Uh, Invader Zim, again, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> well, or just be really I know tall, David and I you know. are both very big fans. Uh, well, there are <sighs> other ways to choose your leaders. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know what? Actually, for the Sweetie Pies, maybe height-based would be perfect. Because it already eliminates all the sweetie pies. Yeah. Hmm. Now, I can't remember. Is Badgerclops taller than the king? That's what I was thinking. You know, Badgerclops, of anyone on this show, deserves to be the seat on the seated throne. I don't know. I'm just know. thinking of Mau Mau in plated armor made of bronze wielding a halberd, and I'm thinking King Mau Mau has a pretty good ring to it. No, Badgerclops actually wants to sit somewhere for the majority of his day. That would be yes, a perfect role does. for him. He does need a throne to sit on. I don't think Mau Mau could do that. Mau Mau has to be out and about. I don't know what he wants when he is a le- legendary hero. I don't know what that looks like, but I don't think it's as a political leader. Yeah, Mau Mau's like your King Conan, not like your... Uh, what's his name? What's the Sultan's name from Aladdin? Oh, Jafar? Oh, wait, the Sultan. No, he's just called the Sultan, I think. Mamal's definitely more of a Conan the King versus a Sultan from Agrabah. Although, come to think of it, if we needed a Sultan-like King, you know, a doormat does like playing with tiny model toys. <laughs> I could I could take that as well. That would definitely be a more Mamal. Well, I, I still think Badgerclops' as King would be a Mamal ending, but a doormat screaming at people would also make a lot of sense for the show you know don't need a real conclusion she has shown that she knows how to handle people 
Like, she knows how to get people to do what she wants. She she runs that class. Definitely. Oh, well, I've, uh, we've, we've talked a lot about the political situation of the <laughs> Pure Heart Valley, which I think is very necessary. Yes, yes. I mean, Quentin is the true secret ruler. We always know. It's always the, the direct servant of the king, or, you know, whoever's closest to the king, that's usually the actual ruler. Although Quentin didn't... I kept looking at his face to see if there's any signs of... Uh, that he didn't like doing his job, or any sort of malicious look. He wouldn't have been doing his job for this long if he didn't find fulfillment in it. That's the thing. They're showing him be completely okay with it. Again, this is like that, you know, kids cartoon representation of that the king is being terrible, but there's, you know, people don't hate him for it. They should, Quentin! Rise up, Clinton. Not Clinton, Quentin! <laughs> Whoops. I think I think this is like the animals in the Flintstones. I think it was the bird that does the record player. Like, eh, it's a living. <laughs> do they have money, though? I guess they do have money. I guess those shopkeepers were fighting over something in this episode. Yeah, a uh, farmer fights. Yeah, Betraclops is into some weird stuff. Uh, he, he uploads farmer fight videos to the internet, watches king fight videos. A surprisingly popular genre of videos. I didn't think that there would be that many king fights out there, but I yeah, we see other kings. You know, deep lore. There are you know other kingdoms. I mean, of course, there would be on this planet, but you know, there is a whole world happening. Which I'm interested to know if the rest of the world is as crazy as 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 this one is. I mean, I'm just saying, anyone who insults King Snugglemane, like. They got another thing coming. You know he'd be a champion at king fights. I mean, he's never lost a manners duel. Yeah, but what was the? What were the other two kings? A rhino. Rhinos are pretty tough. I don't remember the other one. Hmm. I think Snugglemane could handle them. I mean, lions are the. I mean, technically they don't live in a jungle, but they're still the king of the jungle. Even though they, they don't even live there, and they're still king. That's how scared they are of them. Fair, fair point. He's got the. You know, maybe he'll pull a. A Shira, and you know, eventually figure out the power of the giant uh, gem above his kingdom. Never know. We we definitely want King Snugglemane to go in very different directions. I think it would be funny <laughs> seeing him just having an entire season where he's just trying to be an ordinary person. They could they could do a how do you do, fellow kids, kind of a moment. He has to get a skateboard for at least one episode. Oh man, him trying to fit in with the sweetie pies. But no, I, I kind of like the idea of a, of a banished, banished Snugglemane out in the outskirts. Yeah, I mean, just let's see the rest of the world a little bit. Let's see him in that forest. Let's see him literally anywhere out in the world of the monsters, you know? Toughen him up. You do know that if they banish him, then I'm definitely getting my wish and he's returning as a conquering king. Maybe it's as a, a humbled one, though, and maybe he doesn't return as king. Maybe he... Oh, there you go. Re- pure reversal, because then he can be the sheriff, or at least the defender of the town. Maybe Mama realizes being a hero isn't even what's important, and he does acting or something. And then you know, Badger Clops and Adora uh, and uh, Adora Bat are the are the dual uh, oligarchs of the land. Ooh, Adora, Adora Bat. I never noticed. <laughs> We've never seen them in the same room. That's true. It's always it's always true. <laughs> How did you do the voice? I practiced. I think Mamau is both Dorabat and Adora. Whoa, what if... No, he can't clone himself. I'm like, what if there's no Adorabat? What if it turns out Mamau was also <laughs> always Adorabat? Maybe he's using like a ninja skill where he's moving back and forth so quickly. 
It, it could be that. I think that the Adorabat we see is just a hand puppet that he uses. He's just so convincing on it, you never notice. Yeah, his tail. Oh, he could do it with his tail. Oh, but he doesn't have a tail <gasps> because the tail detached. But instead of the tragic backstory that he says he has, it's actually completely still connected to him through his uh, mind powers. That's yeah. We're really going you heard the it rails. here first, folks. <laughs> uh oh, man. <laughs> I can't think of a better place to end it than there. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Uh, Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you've listened to the show. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.